This is Last Week's Tech, episode 24, originally recorded July 2nd, 2021. Samsung's new watch software. Hello and welcome to Last Week's Tech. I'm your host, Joe Moreno. Uh, this is the 4th of July weekend, so hopefully you're going to have a good weekend. Hopefully I had additional time off from work as well. Play with some of that new technology you might have in your life. Or research about some of that new technology you want in your life. Speaking of new technology, Windows 11 includes new dynamic refresh rate. It is designed to save laptop battery life and boost refresh rates. A number of laptops now ship with 120 Hz and beyond displays, which makes Windows feel a lot smoother across scrolling, animations, and inking. Microsoft is now building DRR into Windows 11, which allows a laptop to dynamically adjust its refresh rate. This means that Windows 11 will streamlessly switch between a lower refresh rate and a higher refresh rate based on what you're doing on your PC. So this is cool to bring this over to uh, to PCs because uh, I believe a lot of the phones, a lot of the smartphones, I know the Pixel 4 for sure, but I, I do know a lot of these smartphones have that refresh rate that adjusts uh, based on usage. And um, definitely, you know, if you don't need 90 hertz or 120 hertz or whatever it be, uh, and you are on a device that is using a battery, uh, this would save drastically on your battery life um so this is cool to bring to windows 11 and hopefully it, it does work uh really uh, right away you know out of the box smoothly samsung's new google-based smartwatch software the settings menu has been rede- redesigned to look more like the phone's menu and things sync from the phone samsung showed off a new smart face design tool which will be available for Android developers later this year, to easily create new smart watch faces for the platform. When the in, when you install a smart watch compatible app on your phone, the corresponding watch app will automatically install on the watch as well. The new One UI watch experience is expected to first appear on Samsung's wearables at a Samsung's unpacked event later this year so this event uh, that happened this week was more about um, kind of giving a little hint at what Samsung's going to do with the uh, the partnership with Google and Wear OS or what they call it now Wear I think it's just Wear OS um, and so yeah just a little teaser of what's coming up and the full event's going to be at Samsung un, un, unpacked event uh, sometime this year. SpaceX announces tentative plan to launch first orbital flight in July. Starship has been in development for the past several years and has been making shorter test flights but remaining within Earth's atmosphere. Its most recent flight also included a first fully successful landing, which is a key ingredient in the development of spaceship launch system. Sorry, the Starship launch system, which is designed to be SpaceX's first that is fully 
reusable. SpaceX's plan to use its Starlink internet on spaceship orbital launch to demonstrate connectivity quality. So that's interesting. Um, so we're hearing all kinds of inf information when it comes to uh, the space race right now from all three of the major, um, uh, I guess, providers. You got Jeff Bozo, uh, Bezos, uh, you got Elon Musk, and you got um, Branston, right, uh, from Virgin Galactic, who are all uh, trying to race to, to space, and it's really fun to see uh, who's going to be the first one. It's also cool that a lot of the money isn't coming from taxpayers like normal. With uh, NASA, said it's coming out of these billionaires' uh, deep, deep pockets. Google dis debuts a new website and sets resources for Americans experiencing food insecurity. It connects people to food support resources, including hotlines, SNAP information, and a Google Map locator tool that points people to their local food banks, food pantries, and school meal programs, pickup locations, among other things. Google says it worked with organizations including No Kid Hunger, Food Finder, and the U.S. Department of Agric Agriculture to capture 90,000 places offering free food support across the 50 U.S. states. YouTube TV adds a $20 monthly upgrade for 4K support and offline viewing. The 4K Plus add-on package, which also allows subscribers to download shows from DVR to watch offline. Subscribers will be able to try out the package for free and then pay $9.99 per month for a year before the price increases to $19.99. 5.1 Dolby Audio capabilities will be a free addition for all YouTube TV members. So, uh, YouTube, t YouTube TV is already one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive, um, cord-cutting, I guess you can call it, um, streaming services. And uh, now it's just going up. Going up, going up, going up. I, I, don't, I, 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 you know, I'm very passionate about Google. I think it's, I think Google is, uh, was, is, I guess, I don't know, um, a great innovation company. Recently, they've had some slips, but I, I strongly believe Google is uh, overall a, a genuine good company. Uh, they're very forthcoming with a lot of things they do. But with that said, um, YouTube TV, I, I question the logic with this. As people continue to do the, the cord cutting, I, I, th I just think other options are out there. Um, Sling TV, that is the one I use, and it's, it's cheaper. You get this, about the same channels, and you have a DVR capability as well in there, uh, and, and a bunch of add-ons with the packages to customize it more so to your liking if need be. Um, I've thought about switching to YouTube TV several different times, but that cost, that cost alone keeps me from doing it. Uh, why would I want to pay more money, get a little bit more features, but why would I want to pay more money, um, for something I don't watch a whole lot of? So, it'll be interesting to see YouTube TV's future, 
uh, if the subscriber rate increases or stays steady or does actually decrease uh, because of pricing. Facebook's newsletter. Yep, it's called Bulletin and it's out now, but only for select people. Zuckerberg took to his brand's clubhouse competitor to announce Bulletin. Bulletin is built on a separate platform from Facebook. Every writer currently on Facebook's Bulletin was handpicked to contribute. Facebook is paying its writers up front for their contributions and doesn't plan to take a cut of their profit. If writers choose to move on from the platform, they will have the ability to take their subscribers list with them. Now keep that in mind, list. It doesn't say anything about their writing, it just says lists. So, um, Substack has nothing to worry about in my opinion. This is just news. Um, Facebook trying to uh, get in on the market. I think Substack is is going to be dominant in this field as as it continues to grow. You know, WordPress is still, uh, I think, probably the most popular overall. Is Blogger still around? I guess <laughs> that might be number two. But I think Substack will uh, will take the crown eventually. It's a great platform. I use it myself, um, and it's just well done. I think Facebook. You know, with all their might and power, they're going to try with Bolton. I don't think it's going to be successful. The same with the Clubhouse competitor. I don't see that very successful on Facebook either. Mr. Elon Musk counts on 500,000 Starlink users within the next year. Starlink has launched more than 1,700 satellites to low Earth orbit since 2018. It has benchmarked over 69,000 active users. Starlink is already running in 12 countries and expanding. Individual users are paying pretty much 100 bucks per month for internet under the beta, using a nearly $500 bundle of a self-aligning Starlink dish and Wi-Fi router. SpaceX is promising 100 uh, up and to or uh, 20 uh, down, sorry, reverse that 100 down <laughs> and 20 up uh, for uh, speeds. And these two, I'm going to end the show on a uh, on a low note today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but very important news. So for those who do have a Western Digital My Book, um. You might want to back up your data if it hasn't already been deleted. This is uh, one of those, um, Western Digital My Book is one of those, uh, what do you call it, NAS, Network Attached Storage Devices. So it's it's just a, it's a hard drive that you can access through the web going through a select website. Uh, but it's just, it, it's, a bit, it's, a, it's a hard drive um, that just stores a whole bunch of data for you instead of having it on your computer. You have it just on this additional drive uh, that you just upload through your network. And Western Digital was one of the most popular ones many years ago. Uh, not as popular today, I think, mostly with cloud service. Uh, but anywho, with that said, Western Digital says that the data loss appears to be the result of a malicious software and advises any MyBook Live or MyBook Live Duo owners to disconnect their devices from the internet to protect their data. 
a second exploit allows hackers to remotely wipe the data without having to know the password. Uh, Western Digital had stopped supporting these devices in 2015. So obviously they gave up and said the hell with it. Um, from what I read more into this, uh, apparently this has been a uh, an issue for years now. And it's just recently gotten popular among people who are interested in uh, in, in wiping people's information. Um, so... You know, West for me, Western Digital was was one of my favorite companies growing up. Um, when I got into technology, because I had bought uh, all my drives were Western Digital drives, and uh, as I got older, I had jumped over to different brands, and uh, you know, this this one here hurts me because I still have a I think I have I have at least one Western Digital drive in my system, and uh, you know this. This makes their brand not look so good, right? That's a big issue. So hopefully they'll get this addressed soon. I don't count on it since they ended support in 2015 and they aren't making any money on it, I don't think. Uh, I think there is some sort of uh, monthly service charge that they charge some people if interested, but uh, I don't think they're really making a whole lot of money on it. And the final news story, uh, this one just launched uh, this morning, actually, which uh, if, if you're watching, listening to this uh, right away this morning on the 2nd of July, Microsoft warns of Windows print nightmare. And an unpatched critical flaw in Windows print spooner, spooler service. Uh, Microsoft hasn't rated the vulnerability. It allows hackers to remotely execute code with system-level privileges which is a critical and problematic as you can get with Windows. Their vulnerability allows attackers to use remote code execution. So bad actors could potentially install programs, modify data, and create new accounts with full admin rights. Microsoft is currently recommending disabling the Win Windows Print Spooner, Spooler, I can't say that word, Spooler uh, service. Um, they don't know when a patch is going to come out. They're working on it. And so for those who, who do have uh, printing capabilities for their system, uh, I would definitely research how to disable the Windows Print Spooler service. Uh, I, I personally think it's fairly simple, but um, and businesses that, that have uh, the ability to do this recommended as well which is almost every single business across the world who does printing, period. This this is an, an issue, the print nightmare. I like the name of it. But that is this episode of Last Week's Tech. I'm your host, as always, Joe Moreno. Find me on Twitter at L-E-X-S-T-E-R-Y-O. And on my YouTube channel, by my name, Joe Moreno. Thank you so much for listening, and have yourself a great time. 